Okay, we are back for the question and answer part. We have a couple of questions. One is online. Um, if you want to add your question, just go to the page and um, use the comment part at the bottom. One question there posted is from Michelle, and she says, thank you so much for this message. I have many passions. How do I know which one to follow as a means of supporting myself? That's a very personal question. The, the questions for the bones, the way they were thrown, is, is pretty general. So this is something that you're going to have to work with and play with on your own. And I would say... Uh, because of the way the, the different bones were thrown out, um, the gifts, the gifts of the four directions, to, to follow that, to follow those teachings, follow learning about your song, learning about your masks and what they are. How does your song feel? How, do you, how does your mask, uh, all those masks, the programming, feel? They have a, a signature. They have a, a feeling quality that is unique. Everything does. And that's one of the things that we teach in Katasi, is to learn the signature feeling of as many different things as you can. But the two most important things first are your own song and your masks. You have to learn what the difference is between them. Any of the desires that you have um, might be something that is mask-driven and might be something that you also like or you've learned to like or it touches on something that has to do with your song and, and your song's passions. But the only way to really find out which of your passions are true song passions and which have masky things um, about them, or maybe they're, they're complete mask desires, is to learn the feeling between the two. Feeling of your song, feeling of the masks, and then you'll be able to identify this. As you study that, you study about your own attention, what your attention is. The Hedekas used to say that our song is pure attention, pure awareness. That's what we are, pure awareness. Intelligent, alive awareness. When we're living in 
the modern culture asleep with all the programming. We've given the power of our attention away to the masks, to the culture, to other people, other things, belief systems. We have to learn what that is and how we've done it. Not with blame, no judgment. We just need to figure out how we did it and to learn how to stop doing it and to send all those blind beliefs and all the programming um, out of our lives to disconnect from them. As we do this, we also learn how to increase the life energy available to our system and available for our attention to aim and control. And this changes things. It's hard to describe uh, exactly what that is because it is is so big and so pervasive. But it changes things a lot and makes it easier for you to understand your own self and those desires. When we can tune into the East, the gift of the East, the non-linear, that's where we can follow anything. We have a desire to learn science. We can follow that and learn a lot of things that have to do with the sciences through the non-linear. If your passions have to do with the arts, same thing. You can follow that into the non-linear. Any aspect you, you can dream up, you can follow it and experience and learn. Sometimes it seems like our desires have uh, nothing to do with each other. They're really different. But the more we explore them, we realize that they have connections to each other. That they can be used together. They don't have to be separate things. This concept of separate, everything separate, separate, comes from the programming. But it it's a lie. It's an illusion. We're not separate from ourselves, our own song. We're not separate from our purpose or our passions or our gifts. We're not separate from our loved ones. We're not separate from uh, the other beings that live around us, the trees, the plants, and the animals, and the rocks and the dirt and the water and the winds, planet herself, everything. We're connected in very profound and deep ways. And things like what we find very interesting, our passions, they aren't necessarily separate tracks. So I hope that helps. Okay. Thanks for the question. Um, Great question. Thank you. 
one thought that comes to mind for me is that as you figure out what you're most passionate about or the things, several things you're most passionate about, see where they intersect with what people need, what they are looking for. And if you follow those, um, you most likely find um, how those things will support yourself in your life. Okay, we have more questions on the page. Um, the link one more time, katase.com forward slash spiral path. We also have a question here, a hand raised. If you want to raise your hand and talk with us about your question, star two, press star two, and we get to that too. Let's go to um, Barbara. Hello. Hello. Hey. Hi. Um, I, th I think that you pretty much answered my question in your last answer, but I was just curious about um, what, what are some of the um, maybe pitfalls of following a tradition that only seeks one of the directions? So um, let me make sure I understood your question correctly. <laughs> The pitfalls okay. of following a tradition that only uses one of the gifts? Is that what you're asking? Uh -huh. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, if you, if you look real carefully uh, into as many of these different traditions that are available now in the world, you will see that most of them... Uh, only offer one gift. Some offer two. It's a very rare thing that a tradition often offers three or four of these gifts of the directions. And they believe that they have the whole picture. They don't, uh, they haven't quite seen yet that there are other gifts available. There are other things to add to to the toolbox, to the game plan. And so they're working with the one. Now the Hedeka said that even if somebody's only working with one gift, if they really pursue it very, very, very hard and stay stay on that track, it's likely in their life they may get in kind of a spontaneous um, understanding, a second gift. Maybe a third. But it's rare. It, when you're only working with one of the gifts, it takes a really long time to be led to the other gifts. The one that works the best, if you're only going to work with one, would be to work with your song to find out who and what you are and to wake up, wake up to that, find out who you are and learn to identify with it and explore your own song and everything that that means, everything that's part of 
the grandness of your own song. The Hedeka said that that path is the one that will lead to the other gifts the easiest. People following that are more likely to find spontaneously another gift along the way. If they could somehow uh, keep on that track and keep finding new gifts till they had all four, they would be able to get to the center. That's the goal, is to get to the center of that circle. The center of the circle is the place where the tree of life lives. And that's when, when we're fully awake, when we've unplugged all the masks and we know our song, we identify with our song, the life energy is open, full, and flowing. It's not crimped off and shut off anymore like a faucet that's been shut off. We have full access to the nonlinear. We're in the center, awake. And with all that clarity, all the beauty, and all the unconditional love that comes with it, the fastest way to get to that center place, that true awake place, is with all four gifts at once. That's the fastest way. Did that answer? Yes, exactly. Thank you so much. Mm -hmm. You're very welcome. Thank you for the question. Mm -hmm. That's good. Thank you, Barbara. Okay. Thank you, Helmut. Okay, we have more questions on the page. Star two, you want to talk with us? And don't be shy. If you have a question about something from, from this throw, um, you can be certain there are more people having the same question or wondering about the, the same thing. Um, and there's a comment that, um, that it would be nice to do this with video, live video. <laughs> and we absolutely agree. And thank you for mentioning that. We are moving in that direction. We're just not quite there yet, but probably very soon. However, there will be a video of the throw um, probably in the next couple of days. Okay, and another question from... This is so cool with the comments from the Facebook um, comment thing here to see everybody's faces while you see their questions and comments. Lots of thank yous, and thanks for posting those. Um, Jennifer had a question that was answered when we answered the first one. And here is one from Tina and Boyd. And they're wondering how you would compare a world that is awake with the world now. What would a world that's awake look like? Mm. Great question. That's a good question. A world uh, full of people that are awake would, would certainly look very different than the kind of world we have now. To be awake means that you don't have the programming and you don't have masks and you're not being run by blind beliefs in things. 
You're not jumping to conclusions and making assumptions about things and people. You're not full of fear. You're not full of anger. You're not full of self-doubt. You're living your song and identifying with your song and knowing what that is. People would know who they are. They wouldn't shy away from who they are. They wouldn't be embarrassed about it. They wouldn't be trying to hide it. They wouldn't be arrogant about it. They would know who they are and know that they're beautiful, brilliant, with many, many, many things to offer to individuals, to society, to themselves, for their life. People who are awake would be interacting with each other song to song instead of mask to mask. Their relationships would be based on caring and respect, admiration, true unconditional love and unconditional acceptance of the other and unconditional love and acceptance for oneself. Communication would be a lot clearer and open and without judgments. In our modern culture, we, we live with this ready to jump to conclusions and, and judge about anything, anybody, any situation. In a, a world where everyone was awake, those automatic pilot reactions that separate, shove people away and separate and create disharmony, they just wouldn't be there. We would have very different ideas about what relationships are, what they mean, what, what our goals would be within relationships. We'd have very different ideas about our environment, what kind of buildings that we would want to use, how we would use our land, what kind of products we would create, what kind of industry we would have, whether we would allow any of that to pollute the land and pollute the people. Our ideas about science and research would be for the good of all, for the betterment, for, for true learning and to better ourselves, better our society, to help others. Our ideas about food, diet, <coughs> would be so very different. Instead of uh, food being based on somebody's profit, it would be based on what kind of health it could actually really and truly bring to people. 
we wouldn't be selling things on the market or have things available for people to consume that would bring harm of any kind. Because it would be unthinkable. Our social um, structures, institutions, educational uh, institutions, government, medical, uh, whatever you can think of, they would be very different. They would be based on things very different. They'd be based on what is good for individuals and what's good for all, not at the expense of other. They'd be based on truth, truth, caring, unconditional love, unconditional acceptance, not on the kind of things that they're based on now. I hope that answers. I think it touches on the main things. Great question. Thank you. Uh, here's one from Glenn and he asks, are our addictions put in place by our masks to keep us asleep? Yes. <laughs> Good question. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Our addictions are part of our masks and they're used, they're put there just like the, you asked in the question. It's a mechanism, it's a tool to keep us asleep. We're addicted to our blind beliefs. We're addicted to our mask. We're addicted to the, to the mask babble. We're addicted to substances. We're addicted to um, inappropriate mask-to-mask -mask interactions. Oh, man, you name it. We got so many addictions going, it's, it's hard to catalog them all. And they're all about keeping the masks in place to keep us asleep. You need to let go if you if you want to wake up. You have to let go of the addiction. You have to let go. And there's there's processes and steps and ceremonies and, and initiations that help with that. That make it faster. That make it easier. But it still boils down to your choice. We have choice. The headache has said, we have choice. We always, minute to minute, every day, all day long, it's choice, choice, choice. We are actually choosing to go back into those masks, to go back in the addiction, to go, to back, go back to the old pattern, to go back, do the old thing again, hear that babble one more time. We're actually choosing it even though it could be really uncomfortable and very counterproductive in our lives, very destructive a lot of times in our lives. But we're choosing that. We can just as easily choose in that moment 
to go feel our song. Go back to the feeling of, of your own song. Feel it. Live it. Identify with it. Bring it into everyday life. Keep going back to your song over and over and over again. We have worked with that with this in the last couple of sessions in our membership program. And one of the things I think that's important is to find something that is more important to you than the benefits you get from indulging in your addictions. Are your desires that relate to your purpose in life more Juicy? Do they give you, give you more? Do they promise more than the bennies that you get from your masks? And when we say bennies from your masks, sometimes these are things that don't sound like, like bennies, but they really are. Some of our masks are into hurting us, us hurting ourselves. Uh, sabotaging ourselves in different ways, belittling ourselves, all that kind of stuff. And in a very bizarre kind of way, that becomes a Benny. We become addicted to whatever that is. And we go back to it. We get another shot of it. We go back and we go back. Other Bennies are like judging and putting somebody down, getting a, a rush from it, a, a better than, I'm better than rush. That's another typical kind of a, a Benny that we get. You got to find out what your Bennies are. And then let them go. Let them go. Okay, we have a bunch more questions. This is great. Let's just keep going. It's really great questions. Um, first, here's one from Asta. Um, hello, Asta. Hey, Helmut. How are you? <laughs> hello, I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Thank you. Thank you for wonderful reading, Kay. Thank you. Yeah, I just posted my question on Facebook, too, but I'll take the chance and shoot it out right now. Uh, so it is, uh, if my direction is north, does that mean that I have to learn how to collect my attention first and then start learning about the other gifts of the direction? Very good question. Um, no, it does not mean that you need to go to that gift and work with that gift first or work with it more than any other gift. It, there's more to the north than the gift of the life energy. So as we explore ourselves, we're exploring our own direction. And not everybody's direction is uh, to a cardinal point. A lot of people, their directions um, go in between, in between the cardinal points somehow. And so they have a mixture of these influences. But it, it does not mean that 
You need to be working with that gift more, or you need to be working with it first, or it's somehow more important. All four gifts are just as important to everybody. And they more easily come to, uh, come to us uh, in a particular order. Does that help? Yes, yes. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. Okay. Hey, that means more fun exploring all four directions. That's right. <laughs> and between. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. Thank you so much. You are very Thank you. welcome. Thank you. Okay, here's another one from Jennifer, and she's just wanting to clarify what are the four gifts again. Okay. From the South, the gift of knowing your own song, knowing who you are. Who you are, what you are. That's the South. The West, gift of death. And that means introspection. That means letting go of all the masky stuff, letting it die away. North is life energy, the opening of the life energy channels through your body, giving you access to far, far, far more life energy than you have when you're asleep and all plugged up. The east is the lifting of the veil. This is the opening to that non-linear, utilizing your linear self, your linear mind, and the non-linear together, working together. Does that help? I hope. <laughs> uh, just write again, Jennifer, if you have any follow-up on this. And next follow-up is here uh, from Tina, I think, or Boyd. How do I communicate this to my five young adult children in a way they would understand? And I think she answers, or he answers the question, being awakened in song. And that's pretty much it. Yeah. As you're raising your kids and they're little, you can explain some of these things to them um, a little bit in ways that are age appropriate. And the very best way to teach them these things is to live it. If you can live it, if you can be in your song and have unconditional love and acceptance for yourself and give unconditional love and acceptance to them and help them learn ways of being in their song and encouraging it, helping them explore their, their song, their desires, their passions. They, they learn by that example tremendously. It's these little kids, they, they really pick it up pretty well. To start with a young adult, Sharing real basic concepts, as long as they're 
accepting. They want to hear something about it. You don't want to force any concepts on people. And again, the most effective way to teach anybody is to be it. Be awake. Be in your song. Have the love. Approach them from your own song. See their song, feel their song, and respond to them, with them, song to song. They may still be acting out their masks, and that's, ex- you know, that's expected and, and okay. That's where they're at. But if you keep talking to their song, and you don't let any of their mask behaviors trigger you and get you back into masks so that you end up just doing mask to mask, they will learn. They will learn because you're, you're the example you're, you're a living example showing them what it is and how to do it. That's how people learn the best and the most. All right, we have um, another question here. And I think this is the last one. So if you want to ask your question today, star two, or post it on the webpage. And this one here is from Richard. Love the comparison of a world that is awake with the world of today. Great world to live in. <laughs> yes. Uh, my request is guidance on how to communicate powerfully in song with people addicted to the masks. <laughs> Can you say the last sentence again? Um, my request is guidance on how to communicate powerfully in song with people addicted to their masks. Stay in your song. <laughs> Don't let any of their little things that they're going to do to try to distract you or trigger you. Don't bite the hook. That's the most powerful thing that you can do. Don't bite the mask hook. Just keep staying in song. And remember the no-nos. On the blog, we do have uh, at least one um, blog post about the no-nos and what they are. And these are things like uh, no judgment, no jumping to conclusions, no assumptions, no expectations, and no blind beliefs. The judgments, that's, that's a real biggie. That our, our society just thrives on judgment. We judge everything. And this isn't a discernment. This is a condemning judgment where we're throwing a negative energy. We're, we're throwing negative energy out to a thing, a belief, a person, a place. We, we just have this habit, this addiction to judge everything all the time. So as you are working with a group of people, this is, this is where they're at. This is how they're thinking. They're on automatic pilot. And 
you need to stay in your song and not go to automatic pilot. Don't, don't judge. Don't judge them. Don't judge yourself. Don't let yourself get triggered. And be the example. Be the example. All right. Thanks for that question. That was great. Good question. And this brings us to the end of the questions for the day. Um, there's a happy Valentine's wish to us. So thank you for that. And happy Valentine's to everybody. Happy Valentine's to everybody. And this brings us to the close for the, for the ceremony and our call today. Thank you all so much for joining us. This was beautiful. Thank you all. We will offer the audio and very soon the video of the bone throw and the Q&A. So thanks again. Happy Valentine's. Thank you all. Thank you, Helmut. You make this possible. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you, the spirits. Always thank the spirits. Big thanks to the spirits. Okay. Lots of love to everybody. Thank you again. Lots of love. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.